0: This is Teacher Answers, a podcast that takes high school students' questions and answers them in the most no-nonsense way possible. My name is Sam Griffin, 27-year veteran teacher and examiner of the teenage brain. Come with me and explore why high school students do what they do. Hello, everybody. My name is Sam Griffin. This is the very first Teacher Answers podcast, and I figured we should probably start with uh, a little bit about me and why I want to do this show in this particular format who should listen to it and the whole point in general so uh, my name is Sam and I am a math teacher and a science teacher at a vocational school in Ohio and I've been doing this for 27 years and I've also taught college in the evenings for 24 years. So I've spent a lot of time in different classrooms on, you know, both in college and high school. And I've taught over 5,000 students now. So, you know, I really learned early on that if I was going to survive this job, I would have to get to know how their minds work, right? So that you could get more out of them. And, uh, so what happened was a couple of years ago we rebranded our school and uh branding is when the school hires a company or something like that to put a a shiny paint job on the school and that kind of thing and one of the things they came up with that i thought was really good was this concept of something called a career tree so for instance if you're talking about a carpentry program the you know, there's a picture in every lab, um, of a giant tree and it talks about like the roots of the tree and it's very symbolic and the roots of the tree would be their education. And then the leaves of the tree would be different job choices and all of that. So, um, on Tuesdays, the teachers try to do something, you know, whether it takes five minutes or 10 minutes, you know, whatever, <clears throat> everybody does a little bit different things. Um, but we do something career-oriented or kind of success-oriented. So I tried a lot of different things and uh, one thing that stuck for the last couple of years is this thing that uh, that I do where they I have them at the beginning of each nine weeks I have them take out a half sheet of paper and write down three questions on it that is job-related or success-type related or it, it it actually kind of diverges sometimes into why people do the things they do and that's really what i'm interested in um and <clears throat> something i can say for sure is if you talk to high school students about success they listen I, it doesn't matter what level you're at whether it's the highest level academic class or something else and but everybody wants to be successful. So, um, the thing that there's, there's definitely been a change with this new generation, this generation Z we have, you know, the post nine eleven cell phone everyday generation. And I can tell you, I think they get a bad rap. A lot of people look at, you know, kids today, now, I'm talking high school kids, right? That, that's my, if I have expertise, 27 years in the classrooms probably qualifies as some sort of expertise. But uh, that's my area is the 16 to 18-year-old brain, right? That's what I deal with. Um, but one of the things, you know, a lot of people think that they're, you know, they give them a bad rap and they say that they're entitled and all that. But I, I can tell you that, that you know kids today will be uber loyal to you if you're if you're presenting but you have to present something of value to them you have to if you don't they're out um if it's something that's valuable they'll put their cell phone down and listen to you you know because that's what they want they want to do some kids today want to do something meaningful um now are they interested in getting there immediately? Yes, but we all are. We all we we all are in the microwave generation where we want it right now. You know, so kids aren't any different. Students aren't any different in that. Um, so I had them write on a half sheet of paper, you know, three questions, and I would collect them anonymous. There were no names on them, and I would just stick them in my drawer. And on Tuesday, I would uh, I would take one out randomly. Put it on the the projector so they could all see it. And then I would just read it and I'd answer it. Just honestly. And on you know, I would I'd take a look at it just to make sure that there wasn't anything bad or maybe too personal on it. And you know. Um if you've never done this, if you're a teacher listening to this, um you you should definitely do this. You'll learn a lot about your students doing this students do love it i've had many students ask me to put this in audio podcast form over the years and i've just decided you know we're on that corona um disaster that's going on right now so i thought well what better time than to start this right now so who should listen to this i I would say anybody high school age should definitely listen to it. Anybody interested in success type motivational talk should listen to it. Uh, parents of kids, you know, teenagers, kids of teenagers, parents of teenagers should definitely listen to this. Um, teachers should probably listen to it. Um, so that's just about everybody that is around teenagers. So in particular teenagers should listen to it and you know what what i would love to happen is for students who pick this show up over time like i said it's not going to come fast i'm not really worried about success right now but more just turning out um, a show that's reasonably entertaining and productive i have an envelope that i've saved what i call the greatest hits of these questions over the last couple of years and it's a giant envelope full I could probably make a hundred podcasts just off this envelope if nobody submitted a question, but that's, that's what I would like is to have you, um, the listener, whether you're a teacher or a parent or a student, um, send me a question. And I got the show teacher answers. It's kind of a play on words like back of the book type stuff. You know, that's that sort of secret knowledge or whatever. I don't know. It just kind of turned out that way, but Um, I will confess that uh, the the name of the show was determined on the Gmail address I could get. So if you would like to submit a question, uh, teacheranswers at gmail.com would get it done. The other place that you can reach this um, with this site I'm using called Anchor, um, you can leave a voicemail, like a voice call type thing. Uh, which i think is super cool i think you do that with your phone i've never tried it but i look forward to it um i guess that's it you know I'm, i'm gonna do this in a format that's one take um i'm not gonna do a whole lot of uh editing of this as far as content wise goes i'm gonna keep it professional um i am still a teacher so you know i can't go bad mouthing people and I'm not interested in that so um, I'll keep politics out of this for sure and I'm going to keep it about the student and their mindset and how to improve so I have now honestly I don't know if you believe me yet or not but I'm a pretty honest dude and I just took a question randomly out of this envelope like I said this is the greatest hits so if it's in this envelope then uh, I obviously like this question so here's the first one I got two of them on this paper so I'll do two of them today I'll try to do three each each show but I kind of blabbed on there for a while so we'll just do two today question one now remember this is coming from a vocational school so um if you have no idea what that is uh students are in a lab area it could be electronics it could be carpentry it could be uh, nursing cosmetology it could be any of those labs and basically those lab teachers are a mentor for those students to get them a job in that field that's what they're looking for right Um, i serve as an academic instructor so they come to the academics the other half of the day and so you know i get these people for uh Forty minutes or so a day, and the lab teachers get them for you know four periods, so four times that. So the you know lab teachers are mentors for these kids. Um, so the question one says, "How do I impress my lab teacher to get a job?" This is a great question to me because this whoever wrote this, there's like I said, there's no name on it, so I feel like I very comfortable talking about it. And it could be, it could have been written this year or it could have been written two years ago. I'm not sure. Um, but how do I impress my lab teacher to get a job? You know, this, what's right about this question is this kid is at least conscious enough to realize that he needs to be impressive, right? To his lab teacher. So the question really is, what do I, what do I do to be impressive in a lab situation? And the answer to that, no doubt, is to be competent in that area. You know, for instance, if you're, if you're in, I'll just use carpentry for an example. Right? If you're in carpentry and you're the kid that everybody, all the other students go to for help, that's competence. If you're going to other students for help, I mean, that could be the beginning of competence, but it also could be that you're behind. Right. So what you need to do is develop a um a work ethic hard enough that you master these these basic things that you're doing in these labs and try to push beyond that right it's like like research other stuff like carpentry is is way more than just pounding nails in a board you know there's a lot to it there's no limit to what you can do with that so Um, to impress a lab teacher, you definitely need to be doing more. Um, you know, and I, I, I think when people talk about, they don't have motivation, that, that is, I'm convinced it's because you're not doing enough. You need to do more and, and try different things and, and research stuff. I mean, with YouTube, there's no end to what you can research. So um, how do I impress my lab teacher to get a job? And that, that comes with competence. You need to be competent. Uh, the teacher needs to look at you and say, well, this is my go-to guy that guarantee you that kid's going to get, um, the first, first, you know, if, if an employer comes to them, he's going to go to that kid first because, you know, the teacher needs, wants to be competent as well. Um, so he's going to send his best student out there so that he looks good. You know, this world revolves around looking good. So, and it's important. It is, it's not vain. It's not a vain thing. It's, it's, um, the way it works, right? People who are competent need less help. They can get way more done with less, um, less work as far as the employer goes or the teacher and that goes for you know you could be the same way in your english class same way people are going to you for help on how to do something or, or any class and here's my sec- the second question on your last one here today <clears throat> uh it says uh, I'm, it says how to not get nervous during an interview so i wanted me to talk about how this kid was obviously you know probably 18 going through interviews for jobs that he really really wanted and you know you fight the nervous stomach right the butterflies and stuff how do you not get nervous during an interview um i've heard that uh i i I watch psychology videos for fun (laughs) i know that's crazy but i do and uh yeah, I've looked a lot into this and, and that, you know, that external factor of, of an interview process that could be, that could be a tiger in the room trying to eat you, right? That's what that feels like. So what happens apparently, according to the body is your gut kind of shuts down, right? And that can cause what what's known as the butterflies or the nervous stomach. It basically stuff just stops um stops working in there and and like all the energy is going to your your hands and and your feet and your body and you you want to fight right um during an interview process you can feel like that during if you are waiting in line to give a speech you definitely feel like that you know that fear of rejection so that's part of it the fear of rejection somebody's gonna ask about that one so i won't go into the fear of rejection uh, right now but um, one thing that you can do, whether you're given a speech or you're in an interview or something that's making you some sort of performance nervousness like that interviews a great example of that is to realize that you're supposed to be nervous and stop trying to fight it. Right. Um, I read this you're gonna laugh but it's in a berenstain bears book i used to read to my kids it's called the berenstain bears get stage fright it's like one of the most profound things i've ever read and i've read all that That seven habits of highly effective people and there's profound crap in that too that's my one of my favorites but anyway mama bear um was getting, giving advice to sister bear who had the nervous stomach right she was in the school play it's called berenstain bears get stage fright you should totally read it Um, and sister bears is, is, you know, she's tripping. She's like, what do I do? And she's crying and stuff. And, uh, and mama bear gives her, and just a few words, the best advice I've ever heard on this subject, which is, Hey, you're trying to fight this and you're trying not to be nervous and it's making it 10 times worse. What you need to do is just realize that you're supposed to be nervous and they probably are too. Whoever I've, I've been on the other end of that interview process where we're interviewing uh potential teachers for instance and trust me if you're on that end of it you're nervous too the whole room's nervous i'm nervous right now talking to you because i fear rejection right so we all fight this um but yeah if you're in an interview and you're waiting and they make you wait and they're you know you're maybe next in line and you see somebody going in front of you and There's like the firing squad and they come back out and then it's your turn. That's very nervous. You're supposed to be nervous, right? So just realize next time you have to do something like that, that you're supposed to be nervous and just feel what it feels like. And eventually you'll just get, that'll become normal, right? And then your whole body will start working again. And that those butterflies, your digestive system or whatever it is, will start working again. And and then you'll be able to uh, have a much better time. In fact, I bet you, if you listen to my voice at the beginning of this podcast 15 minutes ago, I bet it sounded different than it does right now. You should totally go back and listen to this again. So, that's the end of that. So, what I'm going to do is record a bunch of these. I'm just going to do a bunch of them. And, you know, I'll skip the fluffy stuff. Now, I might have something to talk about. Um, but... I'm mainly going to con- be concerned with giving you something of value to where I'm answering these actual student questions This is some I made up. This is actual 18, 17 year old students asking me for help, you know, and this is something that um, when you do this, if you're a teacher, you don't have to make them do it like they'll submit questions on the side to me in secret because they're concerned about, you know, being uh a butt kisser or something like that which is another conversation um but it's not but they'll they'll ask me questions all the time and sometimes they will put their name on it and they'll say can you do this one next or something like that so um okay that's it so um like i said if you want to submit a question teacher answers at gmail.com please do it um and you can also try that voicemail thing out, that voice call, leave a message thing at the anchor.fm slash teacher answers with an S. All right. I will, uh, I'm going to get out of here. I will talk to you guys soon. Have a good one. Bye. You have been listening to teacher answers. If you would like to submit a question, drop me an email at teacher answers at gmail.com or you can leave me a voicemail on the Anchor podcast site anchor.fm slash teacher answers